Well, you just heard it just a little bit ago. One of the uh, more fiery ads in this Republican cycle as we approach August 2nd. Uh, the Senate race in Missouri has been getting most of the attention. But, you know, here uh, in the Kansas City metro area, um, we broadcast into a good swath of the 4th Congressional District. That is the district Vicki Hartzler is vacating. She's running for Senate in Missouri. So there is a big Republican fight uh, to take that seat. Whoever the Republican is that's chosen by 4th Congressional District residents on August 2nd is likely to go on to Congress this fall. So uh, the the battle has pitched uh, up to a higher degree than it has been before. You just heard that ad from Rick Bratton uh, going at uh, Mark Alford. So, I, Rick, I welcome you back into the show. Um, and uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'll say as a commercial radio station, we certainly appreciate the business. But uh, it's an interesting I think yours is the first sort of hit that we've uh, seen thrown in this primary. So welcome in. Well, thanks, thanks for having me, Chris. But honestly, that's the first time I've heard that. that and that ad is not from my campaign. That that's from uh, an independent expenditure uh, in favor of the campaign. But it does that is not from my campaign. So I do want to clarify that. So, uh, yeah, oh, that that is you didn't have anything to do with that ad. No, that's the what I heard on the commercial uh, was School Freedom Fund that that's responsible for that ad. So that's not uh, Rick Bratton for Congress campaign. So it's an interesting ad in that I was going to ask you about it. It, it kind of specifically derisively talks about Mark Alford being from Kansas City. As I, and that, I was just kind of curious about that. I, do you, I, I, since you say you didn't have anything to do with the ad, I guess I'll ask you then, and perhaps I know your answer. Um, is there anything inherently wrong with being from Kansas City? Well, no. I mean, he, he doesn't live in the district. He lives in Kansas City. He filed under his Kansas City address. And, you know, so, I mean, the, the content is definitely uh, you know true in in that fact but uh, but yeah no we're we're just focusing on on the true conservative which is myself in this race and uh, you know I think we see what's going on in Washington and I don't think we get a, to you know, gamble on who we're sitting there if we're actually sitting a conservative or somebody who's been palling around with uh, Quentin Lucas and the tyrants of Kansas City for years and years partying it up people who have Having having chummy relationships with them. So I, I just want to be clear because I again I you know in personal just to be completely upfront with you. I mean Mark and I have known one another for a long time, <clears throat> and I uh, Mark's been in the media uh, along with me for the long. So I've only known him in the capacity of being a media guy. Um, I know the district has been redrawn, obviously, and I know that he and his uh, wife purchased a house in the district. I mean, is there something in particular? Again, I'm not arguing with you. I, I've pledged to stay out of these uh, because the district that you're wanting to represent, they'll make the decision. It's not for me to say. I, I just want to be clear that do you think there's something in particular about Mark that makes him not a true conservative? Well, I mean, there, there's nothing to vet the fact that he is or he isn't is the thing, uh, Chris. I mean, you, you speak on your show day in, day out about these these fake phony Republicans that, that they've campaigned one way and they, they've went and done the exact opposite. Uh, and, and that's the, the problem with people who, who just jump into these races, think they can run on their celebrity status, and there's no way to prove who they really truly are. You know, and I, I, I think with, with Mark, there, it lends the suspect, you know, how he's going to land on issues. Uh, you know, what, I, for one, you know, I've, I've paid my taxes, and, and he's got six years of back 
of federal liens of $75,000. He had to pay two years of back taxes in order to even file for this office. And so, you know, to come out and say you're the strongest uh, conservative in the race when you've never actually been proven or tested in that, I, I think is, is pretty, uh, you know, I, I just hate to, to gamble that, so especially when our nation is, is literally on the brink of, of uh, take a federal a takeover of, of these liberal crazies that, that want to topple America. Rick Bryden is with us. He is uh, running in the 4th Congressional District in a, in a primary fight uh, for the Republican nomination to represent you if you live in the 4th. Uh, he's on your ballot, along with a slate of other Republican candidates, too. Uh, how about House leadership as it's currently constituted? I, I read there's just sort of an assumption that uh, Kevin McCarthy would, would become the next leader, um, uh, speaker, I should say, speaker of the House. Uh, do you support the idea of Kevin McCarthy becoming speaker of the House, or do you think there needs to be new leadership? I, you know, I mean, anything's better than Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and, you know, I, I've yet to hear of anybody else putting their hat in the ring for even running for that position. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it, it sounds like that he's going to be the, the nominee and the, the choice uh the only choice in, in order to vote for. So, uh, but like I said, I think he'll be uh, emphatically better than, uh, than a Nancy Pelosi at the helm. So if, if you uh, had, uh, I don't know, I'm just going to p- pick somebody out of thin air. If somebody like Lauren Boebert decided to challenge or uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene or Louis Gohmert decided to challenge Kevin McCarthy, would you see them as a better, or somebody from the Freedom Caucus, would they be better suited to lead than uh, Kevin McCarthy as speaker? What, I definitely think we've got to have somebody who, who is really willing to push in and, and not to go along uh, to get along. So I would absolutely support the candidate that I feel would uh, definitely press in on it and, and not go, uh, you know, with business as usual. And, and, and that's been the problem with Republicans. We take the, the, the majority and then it's like we, we put it on cruise control. We don't press in. And we see this with Democrats. They take control and they are ruthless. They're relentless and they, they press in on, on their ideology. And, and I am sick and tired of, of uh, the Republican Party being willing to, to snatch defeat out of the hands of victory every single time we get this opportunity. So I will absolutely support who I feel, uh, you know, would would do a better job of that. But, you know, so, yeah, I mean, if there was like a Jim Jordan or, or whomever, I, I could I could see that. But but with that being said. You know, I, I think that uh, from, from what I hear that, that Kevin's going to be it. And, you know, I'm not going to be somebody that's going to be an obstructionist to where nothing gets done. We'll, we'll have to work together uh, to, to make sure we advance the most conservative policy we absolutely can. Yeah, I've, I've asked, you know, that of all the Senate candidates who are headed, uh, you know, who are trying to become the next Republican senator, too, if they support Mitch McConnell. It's just an interesting thing because, you know, I, I don't have to tell you that Republican voter dissatisfaction, I think, with the current leadership in Washington is pretty high. Um, but when it comes to actually having to go there to do the work, um, if they may be the party leadership, I know it gets tough to to buck them, particularly if you're a freshman. Right. I mean, I, I get the dynamic. I do. But the, I, there's such voter mistrust, I think, of the current party leadership. It it puts you in a bit of a spot, I guess. Well, it, it does. But when I was in the Missouri House, I came in in 2010 with the, the Tea Party wave because I was sick and tired of, of business as usual. And, and we got there and, and uh, saw that that, you know, not all Republicans are, are you know created equally and, and really actually being a Republican and pushing in on those. 
So I was a co-founder of the Conservative Caucus and created that coalition to, to really become a force to press on leadership and, and to push leadership in the direction that I feel the voters want us to go. And, and I will absolutely do that. I will, I will co- uh, make coalitions with, with those to, to press on these issues that uh, I, I think voters are just sick and tired of, of the, the rhetoric and they want proven people who don't care about these positions, they don't care about re-election, and they're willing to, to do whatever it takes, regardless if it's Republican or Democrat. And I have that proven track record. I assure you, as a conservative caucus member in the Senate, I, I have been no friend to uh, many Republicans who act like a bunch of Democrats, and, and I'm not afraid of that. And, and yeah. that's why I have the most conservative voting record uh, and have been endorsed by CPAC, uh, NRA, I've been endorsed by Missouri Right to Life, uh, Freedom Works. All these organizations are coming alongside my campaign because they realize and they know that, that I am that proven fighter and that choice. And, you know, let's, let's not leave it to, to gamble uh, when our nation is literally at the, uh, the brink of, of collapse by these wackos that are in control. You could imagine, though, if there was a if there was a genuine alternative to Kevin McCarthy's leadership, you could support somebody from I, I say the Freedom Caucus because they're sort of the biggest group uh, in Congress that I think is tra- against traditional Republican leadership, if that's what you want to call it, or mainstream Republican leadership. So if, free, if a Freedom Caucus member challenged Kevin McCarthy, you could imagine voting for them over uh, Leader McCarthy. I mean, I, I could. Uh, but like I said, I mean, as it stands now, I mean, that's not the case. And, you know, I'll, I'll support, uh, you know, who, who the deemed leader is. But but yeah. I absolutely would go with whoever uh, is going to be the most uh, conservative uh, choice uh, there is. But I, I know, like, Jim Jordan has, has a great relationship with McCarthy, and they, they've really worked things out to where, uh, I mean, the, at least as it stands, I mean, there, there's a real true path to get some, some – good conservative stuff done uh, if, if he is that deemed uh, thing. So I don't see the, the Freedom Caucus necessarily going out against uh, you know, McCarthy because you know, he, he kind of realizes where, where the nation's at, the, the temperature of, of the, 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 the constituency that they want big things done. So I think we'll be able to deliver that. Nancy Pelosi issued a statement today. Um, well, I guess she was asked about this new inflation number, 9.1%. I mean, just terrible, terrible inflation number. Uh, and she said, quote, I think we're peaking. I think we're going to be going down from here. Uh, boy, tuck that away. Uh, if you win this nomination, Mr. Bratton, tuck that away and make sure you reintroduce that this fall uh, as you run in the general, because I, I, uh, I have uh, reason to believe that's going to come back to bite her. Oh, I, and 9.1%, give me a break. I mean, if, and they even state that if you, if you use the same metric they did back with the Carter administration, we're up in, up in the upper teens in the inflationary aspect, not at 9.1. I mean, they're, they're uh, really trying to lower and minimize uh, just the catastrophic effect of this Biden inflation. And and we haven't seen food had. prices yet, have we? I mean, this fall, we're going to see food prices spike in an unbelievable way. I don't think this is the worst of it, I'm sorry to say. No, I, I, it, it's going to be coming to a head after, especially with this next crop and, and all these, these other things, really start to come to, to you know, full bloom, unfortunately. Uh, so it's going to be tough times, and, and uh, you know, people have really got to 
got to prepare themselves for, you know, the the aftermath of, of these liberal policies. Rick Breton, uh, the primary is coming up. Um, we're just a few weeks away, so uh, it's, a, it's a crowded race. If people want to reach out to you, find out more, get in touch with your campaign, how can they do it? RickBrettonforCongress.com. Uh, you know, folks, this, America is truly uh, at stake. I really believe this, this election. I think the left is trying to topple America, and we've got to get people that are proven and, and are willing to fight in, regardless of cost of position, uh, we've got to send patriots and not politicians and somebody that's opportunist. And and that's me. All right, sir. Thank you so much. Come back and uh, see us, and good luck to you out there on the trail. Hey, thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate you having me.